I want you to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. I'm just going to go verse to verse. I just feel like going from verse to verse. I just want to just spell out a few points and, and just talk about this particular scripture. Um, I just, I feel like it's something I've been stuck on. On Wednesday night, I kind of talked to the youth about it. And, and uh, you know, I, I think the, they received it. And this morning, I think it's just something I just want to say to y'all. And I believe you're going to receive it. So are you at... Ephesians chapter 5. Raise your hand and say, I am. If you're not, raise your hand and say, I'm not. I got a few I'm nots. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Here's how it starts. It says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And I, 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 you know, just to make it simple, I mean, this is written to the believer. It's not written to the world. Although it is, if you're not saved, it applies to you from the standpoint of what you can become what you can do but sometimes we have to understand that god was writing to the church and he's talking to the church and this particular passage this this is this is an epistle to the church people that knew christ and today i'm 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 speaking on both lines but i want to say to the church those of you that are there this is written to you it's for you when you read the bible you should know these things who's it written to you know a good study bible is a good idea somebody say amen how many of you have a study Bible? Raise, raise your hand if you have a study Bible. If you don't, you should go find a study Bible. And there are some good ones out there. The Spirit-Filled uh, Bible is a good one. It's uh, by Jack Hayford. I think it's a good Bible for young Christians and people that want to grow in God. It gives you a preface on Scriptures, and it gives you an ending, and gives you some definition. And there's also a commentary on there, and it's Spirit-Filled. How many of you like Spirit-Filled stuff? Amen. And I just, I, you know, I just recently picked that up just 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 to have a spirit-filled bible amen and so i you know it, it you need to have something so you can know who it's written to who did they write this to what are the past what is this passage about what are the scenarios surrounding it and so i want to encourage you go get you a study bible and then you can have more information and and it has uh you know the, these concordances to go with it and maybe you um, you know can learn more about each scripture and get some synopsis on it and you know some theology on it and it'd be good for you but it, i mean this was written to christians it's written to believers it's written to people who knew jesus and he says this and walk in love as Christ also have lo has loved us and given himself for us. You know, one of the, the interesting things that you have to understand about the scriptures as a whole, when we talk about faith, and we talk about faith all the time, because faith is how we know that we live. It's the, it, it is the currency of heaven. Faith is the currency. So when we talk about faith, we need to understand one of the precipices of faith is that faith walks or works by love. The, the, the thing that you, that you use to make faith work is love. And without that, that love in, in the sense of, 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 the, of faith, you're not actually working it properly without love involved. And, you know, he uses this scripture and he uses this, this uh, definition of love the same way he would use it towards a, a family member. Like uh, you, the Bible says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. It's the same context here. He's saying he gave himself as an offering for us, a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. In other words, Jesus loved us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You and I are in to walk, to walk in love. We're to walk in the kind of love that God has. 
Sometimes people come to me and they'll, they'll, make it, they'll have sayings, and I'm careful because I don't know anybody in this room, so if, if this affects you, I, I don't mean to. It's not preaching at anybody. I can't think of anybody in the room, but oftentimes when you preach, you know, uh, you know, I know when I preach, I'm always preaching to myself. So I never get mad at me for preaching the stuff I preach. But people get mad at me all the time because they feel like I'm, I'm accusing them of something. Like I, like I had a meeting. I haven't had any meetings about anything that is about this, so, so nobody should get mad at me when I say this. But there are many people who don't receive from the Lord that have not, you know, like our family members or, you know, uh, 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 people that we have trusted God with and said we want them healed or we want them to have a miracle. And so we go along and, you know, grandma dies or our brother dies or our uncle dies. And then we feel affected by that and we're upset because we don't understand why God didn't heal them. Why did God not heal them? I'll give you an example of something that happened to me. And so maybe it will help you. But when we talk about walking by love, when we first started the church, a family came to the church. And I liked the family a whole lot and felt that they were called to be a part of our ministry. And so I brought... The lady on is the first housekeeper I'd ever had at the church, one of my first hires ever. And uh, I didn't know much about her, but I had heard she had had cancer. And uh, I was, uh, uh, you know, just walking through that with them. And she'd been, you know, given uh, a, a, a diagnosis by the doctors being in, in uh, you know, safety and that the cancer was gone. And so, you know, everything looked good. And yet I'm... I'm at the outside I'm working outside and the Lord speaks to me and says I want you to go to her and I want you to say to her I'm cancer free I'll never have cancer another day in my life I'm cancer free I'll never have cancer another day in my life and so I'm just listening to the Lord and I'm walking through this and I walked up to her I said I said listen the Lord spoke to me and told me to tell you to say I'm cancer free. I'll never have cancer another day in my life. Like a confession. You need to have a confession. And you need to get this out of your mind. I'm cancer free. I'll never have cancer another day in my life. And so a, a day or two had gone by. She's working in the church. I walked over to her. I said, listen, I, you know, I, I gave you a, a thought the other day. Uh, you know, that I'll, I'm cancer free. I'll never have cancer another day in my life. Have you been speaking that? Have you been saying that? And the lady said, no, no, no. She said, uh, uh, you know, I'm delivered from cancer. Now, just for everybody in this room, just to say this to you, just so you'll understand, denial is not faith. There are a lot of people who just deny they have a disease or deny they have a sickness or deny there's a problem or just deny that there's an issue. Listen, if I had cancer, I'd probably go to the pastor every time the church was open, every time the door was there, and every time he was walking off and say, would you lay hands on me? I'm not saying I'm looking for a healing. I'm believing for a healing. And I'm believing for the moment to get my healing. And I'm confessing and healing. And when I get you to lay hands on me, I'm trusting God that where two agree is touching anything will be done. You know, you can tell me you're healed from cancer, but if they're still seeing it, then the cancer's still there. Ain't nobody shouting. You're still needing the, the manifestation of your miracle. You should do everything in your power to get the manifestation of your miracle. You should do everything in the scriptures you can to get the manifestation of your miracle. You should do everything. You know, you know we're not just talking about cancers. We're not just talking about, we're talking about livers and hearts and, and high blood pressure and sugar diabetes and marriages and 
don't tell me you want your marriage healed if you're not willing to fast today. I'm preaching real good now. now nobody ever, I, I always wait for people to jump up and run around when I preach like that. Nobody ever takes off around there, woo! <laughs> and I, I'm going to get there because you have to understand something. If you just want God to do everything, it don't work that way. The Bible says He takes hold together with us. He takes hold together with us. He doesn't do it for us. He does it with us. There's a part we play. And so I said to her, I said, listen, uh, have you been confessing that? I'm, I, I'm cancer free. I'll never have cancer another day of my life. I'm cancer free. I'll never have cancer another day of my life. No, no, no. Another month went by. I'd go to her. I'd say, have you been saying that? I'm cancer free. I'll never have cancer another day of my life. No. All of a sudden, out of some, out of just out of nowhere, she had breast cancer. Now she had bone cancer and other cancers. She went back to the doctor. They have now described her. Now she's been five years free. And now all of a sudden, she's got cancer again. And she's, she's, all of a sudden, she's walking in this disease. Within a couple of weeks, she's dead. Now, I'm a new pastor. This is back, you know, we started the church in 2000. It was probably 2001, something like that. She'd only been with us about a year. I mean, we were building faith in people. And, you know, I'm hoping that I'm doing that with you. I want you to know something. God wants you well. God wants you healed. That, that's a good place to shout. I'd shout amen right there. Come on, right now is your moment. Amen. God wants you whole. He wants you delivered. Come on, he wants all your bills paid. I wish somebody shout a little bit more than that. He wants your business to grow. He wants you to exceed expectation. Come on. Come on. Don't sit there quiet. Don't sit there silent right now. Right now, claim your business. Claim your victory. Claim your finances. Claim your miracle. It doesn't matter if everybody else stops. God's got a blessing for you. It doesn't matter if everybody else is at hold up. God doesn't say you have to be at hold up. He has a way for you to get out. He has a way for you. Somebody ought to shout amen. Right now, I'd claim it. Right now, I'd speak it. Right now, I'd believe it. I'd speak to my business. I'd speak to my health. Speak to my marriage. I'd tell some of you husbands to look over at your wife and say something great about our marriage, but she might slap you. Say it silently till you get the victory. Somebody say amen. My wife and I still argue. I'm not getting off on this, you know, but it's really short. John, I want to tell you really short. Like, like, like I said something the other day, really made her mad, and I could tell she was mad. Y'all know how men can tell when their wife is mad. It's like the door shut. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? It's like, it's like you can't get through and there's just an attitude about it. Ain't nobody, the men are all silent. The men are all silent. See, my wife's not in the room, so I'm not afraid at the moment. But, I, see, I know y'all going to go tell her, but I'll just apologize after the fact. Some of y'all going to run straight over there to celebrate. Says, you know what your husband said today. <laughs> and finally, I'm irritated about it. And I said, you know, I can tell you're mad. I don't know what you, what are you mad at? What's the problem? I mean, you got an attitude here. What's the deal? And she lays into me, blam. I mean, just, I mean, hammers me. 
Men, you know what hammer means? Come on, I mean, come on. Y'all, men get real saintly at this moment because they don't want to be hammered when they get home. You said this, and you did this, and you did this, and it embarrassed me, and you shouldn't say that anymore. I want you to keep your mouth shut. And... Oh, I know y'all think I married an angel. She got attitude, man. <laughs> See, he's going to face wrath when he gets home. Hell had no fury like a woman. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I got mad. I was about to go off. So, but as you get older in God, I just shut up for a minute. I thought, I'm going to shut up right here. <laughs> shut up. So I'm sitting in the car knowing she's mad. And the Lord said, just apologize. Do you know how hard that is? Men, do you, I know every man in this room knows what it's like when you're sitting in the car and you want to say what you got to say. But all she needs you to say is, I'm sorry. <laughs> she don't need no explanation. She don't need no more words. You don't have to say, just, I, so she gets back in the car and she sits down and said, I want you to know somebody I love you. I don't want no problems with you and I don't want to have problems between us. I'm really sorry. Would you, would you forgive me? I don't want nothing between us. She melted, man. Melted. She's like hugging on me and stuff. That's smart. See, that's called being smart. How did I get over there? I don't even know how I got. Have you, have you said it? I'm cancer free. I'll never have cancer another day in my life. No, she's dead. And I, I can't figure it out because we, we all do this. I did this in 2001. I went, why? God, I don't understand. You could say that about your marriage. You could say that about your body. You can say that about your home. You could say that about your kids. Because you look at that and say, why? And we could point to God like it's God. Like we say, well, God failed me. I just have to know when I, so I felt, I actually felt that way though. I felt that way. I felt, I had prayed for her. I would talked to her. I'd done all these kinds of things. And, and I know that she messed up. She should have said those words, but I'm still distraught. I'm still upset because I don't understand. I mean, I can't get the, what, how did this occur? And I want you to understand something. If you want something from God, there is more than just you depending on God. There is a part that you play. Like for instance, did you pray? How much praying did you do? Oh, I want to be free, God. I want to be delivered. I don't want to pray a bunch about it. And I don't have to fast about it. And I don't want to have to discipline my body. But God, will you just free me? Now, I've seen God do that. I've seen God do miracles like that. But you know what's interesting? is usually with people who recently got saved. Like, just got saved. Young Christians. Like, young Christians. What I've noticed is that as you get older in God, there's more that God requires you to know. There's more that has to happen. More that has to occur. There's a discipline that you have to have in your own life. You know, I mean, I, 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 as you can see, I got on the scale the other day. 
Coach Eric, I got on the scale the other day. Do I look great or what? Am I pretty? Huh? Look at this. Here's what happened. I had a miracle. I'm just going to tell you I had a miracle. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what to tell y'all. But I got on the scale at the dentist's office the other day. And when I stood up on that scale, I had lost 50 pounds. 50. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? But I noticed, I noticed that now <laughs> the change that I had in the diet, and I, and I just, uh, it was like a, like a miracle. I couldn't even drink a Diet Coke. It wouldn't taste right. I had to eat, uh, you know, boiled eggs. It was like I couldn't eat at night. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I can eat at night again. <gasps> I'm, not, I'm not eating boiled eggs all the time. Diet Coke actually tastes good again. In other words, what I've realized is, is God took 50 off, but are you going to keep it off and take the next 25? Are you going to keep it off and take the next 25? I'm just telling you the truth now. Let's talk about the miracles. There are seasons when God does specific things for us that are supernatural. But there are also seasons for us when it's about what did you do? I'm just preaching truth now. I'm just telling it like it is. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to you. You want a miracle, but you won't get a job. God will give you a miracle, but you still got to pay next month's rent. And here's what the Bible said. This is the, the, look, I'm going to preach truth. I'm not going to preach a lie. If a man don't work, how, look at how the people know that scripture. If a man don't work, he don't eat. Now that's what God said. You can try and violate the word of God all you want to. You can go and cry in your closet. And I'm not, listen, God is so merciful and so wonderful. He does bail us out. Thank God for bailing us out. But when we miss it, we've got to get it. There's some things we've got to get. There's some things that got to happen. There's some things that have to change in us that help us get to the next level spiritually so that the miracle is there. I, I have a plaque in my office. I found it the other day. It was my mother's plaque. And, uh, or actually, it was my plaque. A man gave it to me. It ended up in my mom's stuff. I had boxes of my mom's, like dozens of boxes with books and stuff in them that had, after she passed nine years ago, I finally decided I ought to go through it. Now, everybody grieves differently. You could have gone through that in a day, but for me, it took me nine years to unpack the box. But I unpacked this box, and there was this framed uh, thing in there from a man named W.M. Boudry. W.M. Boudry. And what it is is my parents lived in a campground in Florida with a bunch of wonderful anointed men and women of God who had retired in ministry they would go and live there among each other as a retirement community and so my mom and dad went to this retirement community and lived for a little while in passage from one place in ministry to the next while we were there I met W.M. Boudry who had been a great man of God served the Lord pastored ministered evangelized and all those things he was probably 95 I might have been 18 and this was back, I'm 55 now, so years and years ago, you know, 40 years ago. But he had known Smith Wigglesworth. Boy, what that would have been like. But in, in knowing Smith Wigglesworth, he went to an evangelistic crusade as a dying man at about 18 years old. 
and again, I met him as an older man, but he was about 18 years old. He went to see WM, uh, to see Smith Moves, where they wheeled him on a, a, a cart pulled by horses, and he had uh, taken nitroglycerin to keep his heart alive and beating, and they drove slow so they didn't kill him, and they finally got to the meeting, and he had the altar call, and they brought him to the front, and when he got to the front, they'd done it so carefully, they didn't want to kill him when he got to the front of the auditorium, and he was afraid he was going to die, they were afraid he was going to die, they stood him in front of Smith Wigglesworth, and Smith Wigglesworth didn't know him from, from anybody, just a withered guy in front of him. He took his fist, rolled back, and punched him as hard as he could in the chest. And when he did, the man was miraculously healed and like had a brand new heart. Don't tell me Jesus ain't alive. I've already met too many miracles. I've already seen too much stuff. You might say whatever you want to. But he wrote me something on a piece of paper, and it was in my mom's box. And, and God did a miraculous thing for this guy. I met him when he was older older man now i want you to know something i know one day either i'm going in the rapture how many ready to go in the rapture if you're not you should be every believer should believe they're going in the rapture who wants to die today if you do i've got a gun in the back i can terminate you and this is not really that's a joke no ain't nobody want to die no, no. But this man gets to be like 98 years old. He, uh, he gives me this plaque. A few weeks later, he calls his entire family in, brings them into a room, says, listen, I need to talk to you. I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go to heaven. He says, uh, so I, I want all y'all to know I love you. Hugged them, did all that family kissing stuff, you know, and did all he could to tell them, you know, this is what we're going to do. And I love Jesus. They worshiped a little bit. And he said, well, I'm going to go see Jesus. Went in the bedroom. The real story. This is what really happened. Went in the bedroom, laid down, never got up. Was never sick, broken legs, broken arms, cancers, diseases, lungs went out, livers and kidneys gone. You know, his brain didn't fry. Here's what I'm saying to you. I'm not going out sick and diseased. I'm not going out uh, 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 with tubes down my throat. I don't, I'm not getting enough shouting right there. Some of y'all might want tubes. I don't want no tubes. Don't hook me up to no respirators. I want to walk into the room. See, I believe with all my heart. Listen to me. Listen to me, Christians. Just listen to me. I believe that's God's plan for us. I believe God wants us to live healthy and enjoy all the things of this world and have all the success that we can have and be blessed all that we can have. And God wants you to live and He wants you to live healthy. And I'm claiming health over your body. I'm claiming health over your house. I'm claiming health over your children. I'm claiming health over your, I'm claiming health in your relationship. I'm claiming health in business. I thank God you're ex excelling. Come on, somebody else say, I'm going higher and higher and higher. Come on, I'm going higher and higher and higher. I'm going higher. My children are going higher. He can't have your kids. He can't have their life. He can't have your grandkids. He can't have them. Right now, call them in. Right now, speak over them. Come on, when God's moving, you got to jump in the river. you got to jump when it's time to jump. Jump, jump, jump. Call him in now. I'm not losing Stephen. I'm not losing Brian. I'm not losing Emily. Ah! 
for me in my house. Oh, I don't know if anybody's shouting enough yet. As for me in my house. As for me and my wife. As for me and my kids. Now's your moment. Take it right now. Take it now. Come on, church. Come on, church. I sense him in the room right this minute. I sense him right now. If you've got to call out their name, call out their name. Thank God for my sister. Thank God right now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. I'm going from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. I'm going, come on, somebody. We're going from glory to glory to glory to glory, glory. I thank God their school bill is paid. I thank God that you anoint their mind. I thank God that you give them abilities that they couldn't otherwise have. I thank God you fill them in a way nobody else could fill them. I thank God. Hallelujah. It might be a minute. Listen, moms and dads, it might be a minute. It might take a minute. But the Bible is clear. He says if you train them up in the way they should go, when they grow old, they won't depart from it. If you train them up in the way they should go, hallelujah, when they grow old, they won't depart from it. They'll turn back to God. They'll come back to the house of the Lord. They'll fulfill the plans and purposes of God. If you'll train them up when they're growing up, they won't turn away. They'll come back to the house. They might have beer cans in the car right now, but God will put Cokes in its place. I mean, God will change it. God will change the circumstance. God will flip the relationship. God will transform the outcome. Hallelujah! I speak over your family. They're not addicted to drugs. They're free from alcohol. They're free from drugs. They're delivered from abuse. They're free from pornography. We speak them free in the mighty name of Jesus. We deliver them from crack dens and alcoholic places. And Lord, I thank you right now. You open the eyes of their understanding. Father, right now, He opens the eyes of their understanding. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I sense him in the room. Right now, take it, 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 take it. When they said there was no way, there's still a way. God is the way. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Jesus is the way. Hallelujah. I'm going higher and higher and higher 
I'm going higher and higher and higher. I'm going further and further and further. Come on, you get, pick it up. Just pick it up right there. What business do you need to explode? What area do you need to break through? Come on, what do you need to turn around? What do you need to come up higher? What do you need to open up? Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing, Lord. Higher. Higher and higher. Higher, higher and higher. Come on, right now. It ain't over. It's not over. Come on, it's not over. Your miracle is ahead of you. Your miracle's ahead of you. Your breakthrough's in sight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. I, I'm going higher and higher. Sing it out. I'm going higher. My family's going higher. My kids are going higher. Hallelujah. I'm going higher and I'm going higher Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah. 
situation all of a sudden something shall appear new opportunities and business shall arise and financial prosperity shall surely come and you'll see I have a plan special just for thee hallelujah oh I'm going higher come on lift your hands up That it wasn't supposed to be it wasn't that it wasn't my plan it wasn't that it wasn't my desire but it is that it is my plan that you need it is my way that you need it is my time that you need don't give up or walk away from my plan because it didn't come through the way you expected it's not by your expectations or by what you desire. It is my expectations and what I desire. So lean over on me. Just lean over on me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. It's not yours to develop, it's mine. And when it's done, it's not for you, it's for me. So reach to me and you'll see that I'll bring the plan about in the way you had expected a different way. Amen. Just lift your hands and thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, let's praise Him. Come on, if He's talking, we want to receive it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm
hands and give Him praise. Come on, give Him praise. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. All of them coming in. All of them serving God. All of them walking in life. Ramandolo bush to bread vivere day. Hallelujah. Oh. Ooh. Hallelujah. Ooh. This is going to sound so fetched, so far fetched. It won't be citywide. It won't be statewide. If you follow God, He'll use what you're going to do across the nation. It won't be citywide. It won't be statewide. I don't even know what you're doing, but I know God wants to use it. Hallelujah. just for a minute I started a story I'm going to finish it and then I'm going to send y'all home I really struggled because faith worketh by love you understand faith worketh by love it's what we do out of love it's God doesn't use today what God's doing in this room isn't because Sammy's great and because he's a great drummer God anoints them to do that. He anoints what we do because He loves you. He reaches from us to others. He, he reaches from us to others. There's nothing about us that is great. I know I'm, I'm just a tool and everything that comes to your life through this person is simply just a, I'm a wrench. That's what you are in the world. You're just a wrench. You're just a tool that God can use. And he goes on, let's just listen to the scripture. It goes on to say, he said, walk is love, walk in love as Christ loved us and was an offering, a sacrifice by God. You got, God's called us to live as a sacrifice. He said, but don't let fornication, uncleanness, covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints, neither filthiness or foolishness, foolish jesting nor jesting, which is not convenient, but rather give thanks for you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, nor idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ. Let no man deceive you with vain words. See, there's something we have to do. Just like this lady. Now, it wasn't sin with her. And I wouldn't claim she didn't have enough faith. Many of you are loaded with faith. Loaded with things. But you think God made you to be external when He made you to be apart. That he can launch you and use you as a part, not a separate thing. Anyway, she, she, she died and we did the funeral. And I, for about six months, I was asking God, I don't understand. Will you reveal it to me? She was a Christian, loved the Lord, had the word, had listened to me preach. But God had told me, and this is what I'm telling you in our lives. 
there are things that God wants to remove from us. He said, let every weight and. You know, some of you have such bad attitudes with people and you wonder why your business won't grow. If you can't smile at them and care for them and, 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 and when they get done talking to you, they're glad they met you. Instead, they hate you and don't like you. I'm preaching real good right now. Something about your attitude wrong is wrong. Something about what you're doing is an inviting presence. Something about the way you're handling business isn't making people feel comfortable. And just like me, just like me, you're not alone. I have to go to God and say, can you help me? It's an error in my life. I had a young man hug my neck the other day. I blew up at him just like I'd done in 2020. Y'all have to know I've gone through a miracle, but every once in a while it creeps up. Don't act like it don't with y'all. And I yelled at this guy. Went off on him. And another guy was standing by. I don't want that in my life. I don't want that to dominate my life. I don't want that to exist. And I'm going to cripple it every time it shows up. I immediately, I immediately wrote a letter to one young man and said, please forgive me. I'm sorry that I raised my voice. Please forgive me. I didn't mean it that way. And if I had it to do over again, I forget all the things I said. And then I went to the other young man and I told him, I want you to know something. I'm going to tell you something. I don't want this in my life. I'm not denying that I'm a boss and that I need to say some things on a boss level. But you know something? You can either demean somebody or you can love somebody. Faith worketh by. I'm determined to cripple that disease in my life. I wish somebody understand what I'm talking about. Come on, you got to cripple the things that bind you. You got to say no to what you got to say no to. You got to act different. You can't keep doing the same stuff over and over and over again, expecting different results. What you do causes what you get. God, show me. Where am I failing? If you're late every time you go to work, And you wonder why you can't get promotion. The problem in the job, the problem is you. Don't keep excusing you. Well, I just just can't get up in the morning. And we just got too much to do. And there's too much on the plate. And I've got to make sure that my kid. God, help me. Help me. Help me. Don't you know he will? Don't be deceived with empty words. It's because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Anyway, I went down to Florida with my wife and her husband, uh, her, her aunt's husband, was a pharmaceutical salesman. And... Uh, so we get to dinner with them and I'm still painting over this situation with this young lady and I knew he sold cancer pharmaceuticals and I had remembered at that time what the cancer uh, diagnosis was and what they were giving her for it you know you're around it at that time it's in your memory and I remembered what the drug was and so as we're sitting there and talking to him I'm like I don't understand why she died and he says what drug was she on and I said well she was on this particular drug he said oh that only has a five-year lifespan 
He said, pharmaceutically, everybody that gets that drug usually or almost always has cancer return after five years. Almost exactly, he said, almost exactly five years. Just like he had told me, he said, yeah, uh, what we try to do after that is we try a different drug. It rarely works. And they usually get an additional life for five years out of that drug. He said, oh, the doctors knew she was dying. They knew that she was, I mean, I mean, maybe there might be a miracle or maybe a new drug might have come out in five years. But at this time, that drug's the only one we had for this particular cancer. And so she's died because that drug has done what we know it will do after five years. It fails. As I'm sitting there, I'm realizing that before the drug had failed, God had given me an answer six months ago. God had told me if she'll say, you know, you don't know how important a small word from God actually is. Just a small word. There's a small word for a miracle for you. God had given her the answer, but she, even though she had faith, she didn't exercise her faith for her miracle. She didn't change what needed to be changed. She didn't fix what was broken. She didn't recognize the error that she had made. She just kept trying to do the same stuff the same way over and over again. If what you did before didn't work, don't do that again. <laughs> Make up your mind, God, I need to see it. What, what was the moment and sometimes it's just going back to the place, the word, or the place where you missed. There's, I just sense in this room that God's healing families and marriages and children and businesses. Ooh. Ah, lift your hand. I'll never be the same again. I'll never be the same again. Since I've walked where Jesus walked, I'll never be the same again. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. This is your miracle day. This is your miracle moment. This is the extension of your life. This is an ongoing life. This is the recovery of your miracle in ministry. I'll never be the same again. I'll never be the same again. Since I walked where Jesus walked, I'll never be the same again. Because I'm going from glory to glory. Glory, sing it with me. Never be the same. Never be the same. We're going from glory to glory to glory. And I'll never be the same.